5: It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Only one more hour, and then it's official. Ask Dr. Jesse Friday begins when this show ends, period. And remember, for you new listeners, the whole Friday show is your questions that you email in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm going to get to your calls here in a second about the worst you've ever been in trouble, what you do, but just I want to clarify something real quick, because when I bring up When I bring up the rod in our military, like, like I, I played this a little bit earlier, and, and people are freaking out, and they don't completely understand. I'm going to play a little bit of this again. I'm going to explain real quick, then I'll go to your phone calls.
4: I want to wish you a uh, happy Women's History Month. I want to uh, introduce Lieutenant Colonel Bree Fram, uh, who I'm pleased to be joined with this afternoon. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Fram is currently serving as an astronautical engineer uh, here at the Pentagon uh, working space acquisition policies. Bree is also the uh, one of the highest-ranking transgender service members in the military and is the highest-ranking transgender service member in the department.
5: Man, that is quite an honor. That's, well, that is amazing. But So, so would you bring this stuff up, people will say, and I understand the sentiment. I'm not making fun of you. I don't understand. Jesse, I don't understand. How does this make our military stronger? Jesse, I don't understand. It makes the military weaker. I don't understand what they're... You're right. You don't understand. Let me explain. And it's not your fault because it's so insidious that... It's hard for normal people to understand. Uh, it makes the military weaker. What's the military's job? What is the military's job? To defend the United States of America. These people hate the United States of America. They genuinely do. That's not just to, you know, talk radio fodder. They, really, they wake up every single day. And if it's not outright hatred for the country, there's never even a brief moment of love for the country. So what do they care if the military can't defend it? That's one. Two. Remember this. A truly strong man. That's somebody who would not just die for your kids. That's somebody who would kill for your kids. You take some, uh, take some green beret. Got a bunch of tattoos. Probably uses terrible language. Uh, speaks about women inappropriately when he's with his buddies. You could hand your child over to that person and say, please protect my kid, and that child would be the safest person on the planet. However, if you were, to fill, if you're, if you were able to fill the military with a bunch of mentally ill circus freaks, those are people who will kill anyone you want killed. The history of the world is not strong men killing and hurting people. The history of the world is weak losers gaining power and killing and hurting people. If the communists in this country are going to have a military full of circus freaks, it's because that's what they want. That's what they want. The strong man's never going to hurt you. The man who can think for himself... He joined the military to serve his country, get to do some cool stuff, sense of adventure. He's never going to kick down your door. But, I mean, Lieutenant Colonel Trina, you bet she will. I promise she will. He will. I don't, I, I've, lost, I've lost count. All right. That's enough. What is the worst you've ever been in trouble with your parents? What'd you do? What happened to you? All right? Mike in Colorado, go.
6: I was, a, I was a terrible kid. I caught a million beatings growing up, and there's one that still stands out. My dad had a, uh, a Honda chopper, big, long chopper, and it sat under the carport, and uh, I was climbing around on it one day, you know, making vroom, vroom sounds, and I knocked it over. It fell off the kickstand, and immediately I knew I was, I was a dead man walking, so I ran in my room and I hit for a couple hours until he got home. Well, he came home and noticed it. He knew right away I did it. And for about the next hour or so, uh, we had about a thirty-foot-long hallway in our house, and I remember being a track star, running up and down that hallway while a Hot Wheel track was whipping around my back and my legs and my torso. And to this day, that was thirty-five years ago, and I, I swear I can still feel that beating occur. Some nights I wake up in the middle of the night, cold sweat, so I can feel that. But that, I've never, I've never, I was a kid who never enjoyed Hot Wheels because of that. I, all my friends would get them, and I would run screaming. Oh. I have PTSD from it, I believe.
5: So. Oh. Worst beat ever. Oh, hang in there, brother. Oh,
6: gosh.
7: I actually didn't
5: like that one. Uh, Harvey in Mississippi. Go, boss.
7: Yes, sir. This is Harvey McKay.
5: Jamie in Denver. Go.
7: So I was uh, one of four boys, and I had a very young brother, and uh, we had an apple tree in our yard. And we had this giant slingshot. We would sling uh, apples at each other, and I tagged my little brother in the face with a rotten apple. (laughs) And he was like six or seven years old. And uh, my my dad didn't believe in grounding me or anything like that. So what he made made me do was we had uh, we heated our house with wood, and so we had three cords firewood oh, hold
5: on pause pause, said, pause pause real quick son, I pause real quick for people who've never had to cut firewood yeah. I've had to do this with my old man more than once in the freezing cold of Montana three cords of wood is a lot of wood I just need to explain that to anyone anyway continue
7: yes yeah, so he said son I'm leaving I want all this wood moved over there and so it took me I don't even know how long all day I moved it. I got it stacked, and he came back, and he goes, good. Tomorrow, you're moving it back.
5: Oh, Oh, gosh, that's so brutal. Oh, gosh. John John in Long Island, go.
7: Uh, Yeah, I I was about 16 years old. I'm one of four brothers, and I was out at my girlfriend's. I think she was my girlfriend at that time. Anyway, hanging out, and it was daylight saving time, so I think I could buy another hour. And before I had to go home, two went to three, three went to four, four went to five. And I was on my way home and calls were following. Make a long story short, my brothers were out and three called looking for me. Oh. I finally got home and I passed, I passed my mother crying in the kitchen, went oh. right to my room. And I was afraid to come out of my room for two days before my brothers and my father were going to give me you know what. <laughs> and the man, I never forgot that one. I guess daylight saving time sticks in my mind. Uh-huh. So hope they get rid of it next
5: year. Oh, it's the worst feeling in the world. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. What's the worst you ever got in trouble? What happened to you? What'd you do? That rem- that reminds me of my truck scratching story, Chris. I've told that one before. I'll just do a quick recap of it because I know you've heard it before. We're at a party. I'm in high school. I just recently learned how to drive. And when I say party, I don't mean like some wild, crazy thing. It was a family affair. I think it was maybe a church party. I'm there with my parents and my sister. And I have to leave the party early because I'm going over to my buddy's house that night. And again, we were just going over to to hang out. We weren't doing anything. But there were all these cars parked in the parking lot. And for the first time ever, my dad threw me the keys because we had to take both cars and I had to take his truck. And it was his work truck. So it wasn't even his truck. And I backed it out of the driveway and I, I, I brushed it alongside this little mini tree. And I honestly didn't know. I, did, I know I was an idiot. I well, still am an idiot. I didn't know the branches would scratch the paint. And so it wasn't like I accidentally brushed it up up the, beside the tree. I was trying to avoid other cars. I did it on purpose. I was like, oh, it's just leaves and branches. I can, it can't hurt the truck. Didn't think anything of it. Backed it out. Drove home. Got in my beat-up car. Drove to my buddies and didn't do anything. Like We shot hoops and uh, played video games. I think we play, went out, got with the neighbor kids and played hide-and-seek or something that night. Wake up the next morning, my parents are calling his house. And I'm thinking, oh, that's not good. Someone hurt? And it's my mom on the other end of the line. My dad must be so mad he couldn't even talk. She's like, get home now. And I said, uh, what did I do? She's like, you know what you did. And I said, no, I really don't. <laughs> I don't have any idea. And they just told me to get home now and slam the phone. Oh, gosh, that sucked. <laughs> that sucked. All right, uh, Martin in Colorado, go. Martin, you're done. Joaquin in Pennsylvania, go.
7: Jesse
4: Kelly.
8: All right, my, I was hanging out in the backyard with a bunch of girls from the church. One of them actually happened to be the pastor's daughter, and I was making jokes reference referencing, uh, cold cut meats to uh, body parts. Oh. And my mother was in the kitchen, and she heard through the open window, and though the girls were laughing, she was completely mortified. And I remember, I'm 62, so it wasn't considered child abuse back then. She had this thing called the picha, which was a bunch of uh, long leather strands, and she beat the crap out of me in front of those girls. Mm. Now, one more question for you. Go, boss. You have something in common with Dome. Do you know what that is? What? Your appreciation for winners.
5: You know, Joaquin, it's That's not, you know, that's not right. That's not right. Speaking of which, oh, he brings up wieners. So the wife had a bunch of stuff she had to get done this morning before I left the house. And I was hungry. Made myself some Kraft Mac with wieners chopped up inside of it. That was where I went right. It was delicious. Where I went wrong was I forgot to clean up the leftovers in the pan that was on the stove. She comes up and looks and she says, did you eat this yourself like some kind of child today? And I was like, what? No. I mean, I did. But yes, I did. 877 <laughs> What's the worst you ever got in trouble? What'd you do? And what happened to you?
9: Missed out? Catch up? JesseKellyShow.com. You don't know?
5: The Jesse Kelly show, and we're gonna get back to your phone calls here in just a moment about the worst you ever got in trouble when you were a kid. What'd you do? What happened to you? But we, we, we do have to address a couple important points here. Remember what I said last night about the reason I think this is just my theory. Again, it's just a theory. The reason I think they're going all in on the Hunter Biden laptop thing. And when i say all in i mean look look, listen to this listen to this
9: tonight reports that the justice department's investigation into the tax affairs of president biden's son hunter is intensified
4: multiple sources tell cbs news that the federal investigation into hunter biden's business practices is broader than previously known
1: this is very very bad for the president's son
6: we know the fbi has possession of it and that they believe it is his laptop,
5: that the contents of it are his. Okay, that's a, small, that's a small sample of what's been put out there. Why? Why now? We knew all this two years ago. This is not news. We knew all this prior to the election. And now, men, they're almost acting like, gosh, what's that word? Journalists. Why now? I still maintain what I said before. I say they are done with Joe Biden. He is so bad. He's so inept. He's so embarrassing. He is officially a hindrance to the communist goals in this country. And I say the powers that be want him gone. And I think they're getting ready to turn on him like a pack of wild dogs. They're going to have a bad, obviously a bad midterm is probably going to be the understatement of the century. And then they're really going to come down on him and they're going to demand he resign. I know that's a wacky theory, but it is my theory. I say there's midterms. Bloodbath for Democrats, Joe Biden resigns. Just my theory. All right, that's enough. That's enough. It's time to to start brightening it up, Chris. Brightening it up. Why? Because that's Dr. Jesse Fridays tomorrow, baby. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Get your questions in now. Ricky in Mississippi, what's the worst you ever got in trouble? What'd you do?
10: Jesse, my mom dropped me and my friend off at 11 years old to see Jaws, probably about three o'clock in the afternoon. We stayed and watched the movie three times in a row. We thought it was so good. Mm. Well, it became about ten thirty at night. Oh. We walked out. We had no idea they had been looking for us. Oh. We made it home. We walked through the city in the worst part of Jackson, Mississippi, and walked and made it home about eleven o'clock that night and my dad was waiting there with the switch oh. and thanked me right in front of my friend or my my sister's friend. It was embarrassing,
5: Ricky. Hold on, hold on. Now I do have to ask: How old were you? Eleven. You? What did you 11? think was going to happen? What were you? Th- were you sat in there? Did you think you were allowed? Like, what was the plan, Ricky?
10: We walked out a couple of times. Didn't see anybody. Went back in and just watched the movie. And we, as we walked home, we stopped and played on some cranes that were <laughs> in a uh, storage <laughs> facility.
5: Oh, just- Gosh, I've been there. Boys are so dumb. Oh, we are. they just. We just. We have, we have this need to get in trouble, I'm convinced. The dog in San Diego, go.
11: Hey, Jesse, how you doing? So I'm five or six years old. We live in a nice big house in Connecticut. Uh, downstairs, den has a fireplace. It's it, They let it go, and for the night it's cold, you know? Uh, and I go down there, and I'm playing in the fire. At five years old, I take long little stick, and I put it in a fire, and I'm playing with fire. Bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember being called from upstairs, so I blow it out. And I threw it behind the bar. And they say, hey, time to go to bed. And then I was woken up shortly thereafter. The house was on fire. And all of us had to get out of the house. And the house burned all the way down. Oh. They didn't know that I did that. And they, the fire, fire department said it was an accident because of the downstairs fire. They said you should have put it out. I carried that for an entire year. We ca- I caught lots of beatings as a kid. And this was like the worst thing I ever done. I'm like, oh, he's going to kill me. My dad's going to kill me. And about a year later, he was telling me how good a kid I am and I'm going to have a good Christmas, everything. And I'm like carrying this with me. And I told him, I told him I did. He said, he did not believe me. He said, no, you didn't. And I said, and I told him exactly what I did. And he still did not believe it. He thought I had dreamed it up or something. And I never actually got in trouble.
5: (laughs) No. (laughs) What? You burned down your house and admitted it and didn't get in trouble? Okay, Doug, did you. Did you like admit it again later on in life, so they knew, or did you just say, "Hey, I confessed once and I'm done"? I told my brother,
11: and then I told him that I told my uh, our dad, and he he said you shouldn't have done that, and you know he just they I guess he couldn't come to grips because it displaced our whole family for months. You know the insurance, yeah. they had to build a new house, everything. Oh. You know, and, and it's something I had. He just didn't believe me, or maybe he just didn't want to deal with it i don't know but i've caught we caught so many beatings we were always in so much trouble so i mean i'm I've, I've like this is the worst but it's unbelievable that he didn't believe me
5: oh man that is amazing eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three what's the worst you got in trouble what'd you do what happened to you get to some emails here many Shoguns kelly loved and hated the reckoning episode it was tough to hear all those stories but much needed just over a month after that show and in spite of all the DOD medical data and lawsuits against our worthless SecDef, def, that's secretary of defense, my religious accommodation request and appeal were denied. This forced me to choose to get jabbed or lose healthcare benefits from my youngest son's very expensive medical care. I chose to protect my son and take the jab and it may have cost me my family. Thankfully, I have yet to experience any negative side effects. My commander is gutless and did not back my request. These people are soulless monsters and need to be in jail. He said, insert Air Force joke here. We earned them all. He said, don't say his name because he's still on active duty and I'm not going to say how long he has less. Look, look listen, we, we obviously have talked a million times and we'll keep talking about coronavirus and lockdowns and vaccines and, and what you do, what you shouldn't do. We, we've had these conversations and we're going to keep having these conversations. But if you made the decision to take something you didn't really want to take because you felt forced to do so in order to take care of your family, you're never going to get any judgment here. You may get it other places. You do what you have to do to feed the family, especially as a man. You got to provide period. End of story. You got to provide. All right enough we're, we're gonna get to a little bit more Joe Biden stuff we're gonna get back to your calls what's the worst you ever got in trouble
0: on the Jesse Kelly show hang on I look
9: inside myself and see my
4: heart is
5: more than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to tunnel to towers goes to its programs never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes donate 11 dollars a month to tunnel to towers at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call the jesse kelly show i can't believe we just had somebody admit that he burned his house down and then admitted it to his dad i wonder i bet you i bet you he feels unburdened now man that is wild gosh all right again it's the jesse kelly show remember on tomorrow on tomorrow tomorrow i don't think you say on tomorrow i don't think that's proper can you say on tomorrow thank you michael yes you can chris you're stupid anyway tomorrow it's an ask dr jesse friday Now, I keep saying that as if everyone knows. I realize we have a bunch of new listeners. On Fridays, you don't really do many stories. We take the whole day and we answer whatever you email in. Whatever questions you email to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And they don't have to be political. They really do not. It can be history or food or stupid things or jobs, men, women. It doesn't matter. We can do it. This one says Frito Bandito. What is your feeling about buying an electric vehicle right now? I've been looking at a Tesla for quite some time. I think the technology is super cool. And I'm intrigued by never having to worry about gas prices again. My wife says I'm giving in to the commies. If I go ahead and get one and I might as well stop on the way home and get my COVID vaccine shot. (laughs) What say you says I can use his name. His name is Mike. Mike, for one, your wife sounds awesome. Two, uh, uh. Look, I don't have any problem with people getting electric vehicles. One of my best buddies has a Tesla. It's very cool. I'll tell you, it's very fast. It does a bunch of things technologically. It's not something I have any interest in at all, and there are a couple different reasons for that. He has to stop if they ever take any kind. It doesn't even have to be a long road trip. Every 250 miles, every 250 miles, he has to stop and. Quote, fill up. I mean, that's the charge up. It takes, if he gets right to the front of the line, if there's no line at the charging station, and he has a charging station after 250 miles, which you have to map out because they're not everywhere, it takes him a half hour to fill up his car. Now, I don't know how you do it. When Jesse the Shogun Kelly road trips, we don't stop every 250 miles. I've told you this story before when I took the boys dove hunting and I went with my buddy and his kids and we went dove hunting and he drove down there and I was driving back. I gathered all the kids up and I told him before we left, this place is like five hours away. I said, you see that bathroom? I suggest you use it because nice guy isn't driving anymore. I'm driving. And the next time this vehicle stops, we'll be back home. I promise you that. And they all went scrambling in there and they got everything unloaded and they made sure to watch their water content. I don't stop every three hours, and if I do happen to stop, it's because I'm racing in to go drain it and then get some hot Cheetos and pour some nacho cheese on it and get right back to my car where I will consume them behind the wheel. Also, there's one other thing. I am concerned about more than just gas and gas prices. I am very, very concerned about what the enviro communists are doing to the energy in this country. I, I, you might not you might not spend much time in California or not spend much time talking to people in California, but rolling brownouts and blackouts in California are the norm. California is flush with energy. California, if it was its own economy, is the fifth largest economy in the world. If it was its own country, California, there should never even be a dream of a brownout or blackout. But the sustained, relentless assault against not just gas prices, against energy in general in this country, has me very, very worried about ending up in an electric car, needing to go somewhere, and I don't have any juice to get her rolling. Now, I'm not saying that's valid. I don't want to sound like some doomsday prepper, but I'll tell you, starting to prep more and more for doomsday. I don't know about you. I just am. I'm worried about it. So uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not dogging on you for getting one. One, I think your wife is hilarious. I'm not dogging on you for getting one. It's just that is not something that's going to be happening in the Kelly household anytime soon. Jay in Clearwater, go.
10: Okay, so uh, this is the end of August, about early 1960s. I'm about 10 years old, and um, I'm hanging out with a friend that's a little he's two years older than I am, and he's a little wilder than I am. At least that's what i told everybody now <laughs> but we were looking for something to do and they were building a house down the road and in the back there was this field and it was august and the grass was all dry and we had some matches
11: oh. so we
10: decided we were going to try to build a fire to see how big it could get <laughs> before we couldn't put it out <laughs> and we found out so we would build a little fire, and then we'd put it out quick. And then, well oh, that was okay. And then so we let it get a little bit bigger, and then, then we'd put it out. And then pretty soon, though, it got too big, and we couldn't put it out. And so oh. we said, the smoke is billowing up. There's this new house right next to this new house that's under construction. They had a bomb shelter in the basement because it was the 1960s, and that was kind of cool. but So we decided we needed some help, so we better go get our parents. So we go running down the street, and I'm running this way, and... The smoke's billowing up in the back, and the flames are going up. And as I'm running down the street, my dad and his dad are running down the street with shovels in their hands. And he, as he passes me, he says, you get in the basement and you wait for me. <laughs> and, <laughs> so <laughs> I knew what was ha- happening. And so, so we had this, we had this paddle. Oh. And, and I was, of all the kids in my family, I was the most familiar with that paddle. It was mm-hmm. about a foot and a half long. It was about six inches wide. It had a handle on it and had it beautifully finished. And the front it had a picture of a deer. And in the back of the deer, there's this bear standing up. And it says, for the cute little deer with the bear behind. Mm-hmm. So I went down in the basement. I'm waiting for that. And about a half hour later, here comes my dad all be grinded and, you know, soot and sweat and everything because it's August. And he looks at me, and I'm on one side of this table. There's this table there, and we I knew it was coming because I was just familiar with that paddle. So he starts to at me, and I'm on the other side of the table, and I start running around the table, and he starts chasing me. And as he's running, I start talking as fast as I can. I said, Dad, 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 you remember when you were a kid? You didn't like his face, <laughs> <laughs> and we were chasing around the table. He couldn't catch me. It went on for about fifteen minutes. I was talking as fast as I could. And I, I don't know. I read, I should have been. I should have been a politician because at the end of it, he said, "All right, son," because I was crying. My you know tears streaming down my eyes. He said, uh, "He said, you know it was wrong. Don't ever do that again." And it's a one time. I did not get
9: spanked.
5: That is a great story. That's a great story. The best part of that is how his dad knew it was him as he was running home. (laughs) Oh, gosh, that's so good. Uh, Yeah, did Chris, I've told you this before. When I was a kid, one of the elders in our church used to go to church with my mom. My sister and I go to church with my mom. My dad wouldn't go to church yet. And I guess I was, I know you guys are going to find this shocking, but I guess I was a little out of line in church one of the elders made my mom a paddle and gave it to her and told her it was to save me from the devil. That's not even right. That's I still have a picture of it to this day. If I can find a picture of that paddle, I'll get it to you to put it on the show's Twitter and Instagram, at Jesse Kelly Show on Twitter and Instagram. I'll find it. I know I have a picture of that paddle. My mom found it and sent it to me. Liz in Connecticut, go. Hey, Jesse. So 1985,
4: I just, decided that I uh, was going to take my mom's car for a joyride. Oh. And it was probably the influence of one of my less than desirable friends at the time, but we took my uh, mom's car for a joyride, and I think my mom knew immediately, because I was driving down the road, going to see my boyfriend at work,
9: mm-hmm. and
4: in the other lane was my stepfather.
9: Oh.
4: Oh, yeah. How'd
5: that end up, Liz?
4: And I caught his eye, and he made me pull over into the gas station. And my mom had the cops there. And my mom told the cops, You put her in the back of the car, and she made this deal with the cops, and they took me to the police station, and they fingerprinted me. And they put me behind bars. And. They waited for like a half an hour. I sat behind bars at 15 years old in the police station with little black fingertips.
5: <laughs> That's a great story and good for mom. You know what? I'm taking a couple more of these in the last segment. I'm th- these are greatness. All right. Before I get to that, before I get to that, we were ta- we've talked a million. How many times have we talked about? corporations and how much we hate them. We hate this one. We hate that one. And how much we were just talking earlier in the show about how we need to build our own banking. Uh, uh, We're we're happy. People are doing new kids stuff. We're happy. People are doing their own races. Like we're just happy about this stuff. Let's do remember before this really became a thing. Mike Lindell at my pillow was out there doing this. He was out there making sure there is at least one corporation in this company, in this country where you don't have to feel ashamed when they get your money. And it just so happens their products are incredible. Remember, all products on MyPillow, 60-day money-back guarantee. Who's that confident? Oh, please, take this for two months and use it. If you're not happy, take it back. Go to MyPillow.com because they have a deal right now. 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets. I know you've heard me talk about them a thousand times. Go get a couple sets while they're 60% off. You can get them as low as $39.99. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code JESSE. Enjoy your Giza dream sheets, guilt-free.
9: Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show.
5: It is the jesse kelly show final segment of the jesse kelly show before ask dr jesse friday officially begins remember you can email jesse at jesse really quickly i'm going to motor through a couple more of these because i've loved this i should have done it the whole daggone show penny in wyoming go jesse when i was 10 i was helping my dad clean
4: his motorcycle and i stuck the hose into the muffler oh. clean the muffler out oh. what what did so, he do I, I just got sent into the house and he next thing i knew he had everything torn apart on the motorcycle trying to get the engine working and oh. i think i self-punished myself
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brutal zach in wyoming go Zach and Idaho, go. My bad. Never mind. You know what? Yeah. Never never mind. Forget you, Zach. Brian and San Diego. Go. All right.
8: So we're about fourteen. We're walking home from school. Um, we walk we walked the back way through. Like there's there's a field and like dry grass and dry weeds and stuff like that. And my buddy and I got a hold of a Zippo and we were got the bright idea to like try and make the zippo go out so we attached it to a belt and we were swinging it around our head like a helicopter and the zippo comes flying off goes into the dry
0: grass
8: starts a fire and it's a fire themed i guess today but yeah it starts a fire so we're sitting there with our backpacks trying to put the fire out and it's just getting bigger and bigger and we were like okay let's just run and so we just we ran home and jumped in the house, shut the door, threw our backpacks down, started playing Nintendo. <laughs> and a, there's a bunch of other kids that were walking home with us that way. Oh. And so when the fire department came, apparently they ratted us out. Then we get a knock at the door from the the city fire chief. And he's like, oh, we're, so were you involved in this fire? And and we were like, you know, we had soot all over our hands. And <laughs> our backpacks smelled like fire. Our backpacks were like halfway on fire. <laughs> and, and we, were, and we were like,
5: no, no, what are you talking about? You know, so, and we, we had to, to fess up at that point. Oh, that's so, so good. <laughs> it's, it's, no, I don't know what you're talking about. It's such a boy thing, too. Didn't even wash the soot off their hands. Me? What? No, I don't even know what you're talking about. John in New York, go. Oh, hold on. I didn't click the button. There we go. John in New York, go. Or no, Marsha in New York, my bad.
4: When I was about 10 years old, I was in a fight with one of the neighbor girls. Not a physical fight, but a verbal fight. And the worst thing I could think of to call her was the N-word, which is funny because I'm white and she's white, but it was I knew it was a terrible word. My sister was there, and she heard it, and she said, I'm going to tell mom. So I bribed her with a piece of candy, so she, would, she ate the candy. Then she told our mom, oh. and I literally had my mouth washed out with soap. Oh,
5: oh gosh. Dropped an N-bomb and got the dreaded mouth washed out with soap that happened to me before the last i'll never forget the last time my mom did that to me i was so devastated she never did it again i guess i just sat on the bed and just looked like i wanted to die what chris did i get liquid so- this was with liquid soap it wasn't with because uh, i think i think the deal was we didn't have the bar soap and so that was just a normal thing if we got caught being potty mouths you were getting the mouth washed out with soap but we didn't have the we did not the bar soap so I think if I remember I just got a couple squirts of the liquid right on your tongue oh gosh that's just terrible
9: all right and now
5: here's a headline go you know the, you know the thing
9: headlines we didn't get to
5: The Millionaire Oscars nominees received $140,000 gift bags, golly, filled with free treats like liposuction, plastic surgery, and actual plots of land in Scotland. Man, Nancy Pelosi will be at the Oscars next year. Bold design and body positivity. Gosh, that word. Superstar Lizzo Previews her new line of Fabletics shapewear. Lizzo is that uh, I don't know, singer, rapper? Is it is she a rapper? Really, she's uh, um bigger. Is that fair? Is that okay, Michael? We're not going to call her huge. All right, she's big. She's yes, heavyweight champion is a lot nicer, Chris. And there's no judgment here. Again, like I said, look, I was in the Marines. I, I've got a bunch of buddies that like to wrestle heavyweight. So there's no judgment here. But I I don't think. I don't think we're probably doing the right thing by a country that struggles with obesity. I don't think we're doing the right thing by acting like it's healthy and normal. People struggle with their weight. I get that. But come on now. Biden plan would release a million barrels of oil a day from the reserve. Again, back to what I said earlier, a million barrels of oil per day for six months. They're going to drain our strategic oil reserve. Just to try to mitigate the losses at the midterms. And now, now do you understand what I mean by there being no love of country? They actually hate the country. There's never even a moment where they would stop and think what's best for America. They're stopping and thinking about how to destroy this place. That's all they think about. All right. Tomorrow. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions into jesse at jessikellyshow.com. That's one. Two, if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and a review talking about how handsome I am. We are going to have a blast as we always do tomorrow on an Ask Dr. Dr. Jesse Friday. So buckle up for it, all right?
2: Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together, we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality. Reality. We have
4: a passion for reality tv and we're inviting you into our living room
3: we're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today that is right reality tv is the greatest form of entertainment on television today listen to rap reality with me kibi rapaport and me michael Rapport, on the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast